Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here, and today we actually have to talk about Elgo Speak. It's helping basically the Palestinian effort in the conflict between Israel and Hamas. Now, if you don't know what Elgo Speak is, we're going to go basically through this, and it's actually changing language forever. Now, first things first, as we're just going to start right out of the gate with what Elgo Speak is. Now, per Taylor Lorenz of the Washington Post, and I quote, Elgo Speak is becoming increasingly common across the internet as people seek to bypass content moderation filters on social media, such as TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitch. Algo speak refers to code words or turns of phrase users have adopted in an effort to create a brand safe lexicon that will avoid getting their posts removed or downranked by content moderation systems. For example, in many online videos, it is common to say unalive rather than dead or SA rather than sexual assault. Obviously, if the content moderations are flagging for things like sexual assault, saying SA there you go. You're skirting that. But it's now also applying to emojis, and that's where Palestine comes in. Now, before we dive into this, I want to say, as I always say in the preambles, I am not adjudicating this. You can be pro or against Palestine, pro or against Israel. I don't care. My point is, this is what's going on right now, and that's what we're talking about. Now, this is coming from Morgan Sun of TechCrunch that I thought had a really interesting write-up on this. And on Instagram, infographics about basically the entire situation in Gaza are punctuated with the watermelon emoji. Now, in captions of TikTok videos calling for a ceasefire, the emoji replaces words like Palestine and Gaza. Uh, Twitter, X, whatever the heck you want to call it, their, their users are actually adding watermelons to their handle to express support for Palestinian independence. Now, the watermelon, for the record, and I did not know this, has long been a symbol of protest for Palestinians, and as social media users uh, suspect platforms of censoring content about Gaza and that situation, the corresponding emoji is being used uh, basically to replace things like the Palestinian flag. And like the flag, the emoji is also red, green, and black. I guess that's the common theme there. Now, posts about the crisis dominate social media platforms, obviously, and many creators are opting to basically use a watermelon emoji instead of certain hashtags that they think could be flagged or suppressed. TikTok, for example, denies moderating or removing political content or content based on political sensitivities and posts that contain divisive tags like Free Palestine or uh, uh, From the River to the Sea continue to go viral or hashtag from the river to the sea. Still, the tag of the watermelon emoji also has 1 billion views and more. Uh, so while the emoji may be universally used to represent uh, basically Palestinian uh, resistance, uh, it's also, uh, its meaning is not for the record widely understood, especially for users that are not familiar with this kind of coded language. And so this actually is really interesting. And so I did a little bit of homework on this, went back to that Washington Post article, but also read elsewhere. Now, tailoring language to avoid scrutiny goes way before the internet. I mean, it really does. So if you look at religion, many religions, uh, let's say if we're talking about uh, Christian religion, has basically um, uh, avoided saying, let's say, the devil's name, uh, lest they summon him. And so people basically have that kind of thing. We had it in Harry Potter, he who shall not be named to get around saying Voldemort. These things have actually been pretty common outside of the internet for quite some time. But early internet users started using alternative spellings or leet speak to bypass word filters in chat rooms, image boards, online games, and forums. If you don't know where leet speak was, that's why that was born. But algorithmic content moderation systems are more pervasive on the more modern internet, and often the leet speak is basically identified. And so 
It ends up silencing marginalized communities and important discussions. So, for example, during YouTube's adpocalypse in 2017, if you recall that, uh, basically that was when advertisers were pulling their dollars from the platform over fears of unsafe content, LGBTQ creators uh, basically spoke about having issues, uh, or rather having issues with their videos being demonetized simply for saying the word gay. Now, some uh, began using the word less or substituting others to keep their content monetized. And that's just how these things are born. So more recently, users on TikTok's, TikTok has started, have started to say cornucopia rather than homophobia. Or uh, let's say they're members of the leg booty community, which is pretty close to LGBTQ. But here's the thing. You have to be in the know to understand all of this. I had no idea, for example, the watermelon was a thing that had anything to do with Palestine. I see it on occasion, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, uh, a lot more since this conflict has started, but, but that's interesting. And for those that are not on TikTok, myself included, I would never know that cornucopia is a replacement for homophobia. And so what that does is it actually starts to create divergence in, in this case, the English language, where you have people speaking in different tones. Now, every generation has this. You know, if you were growing up as a teenager in the 60s, you probably said groovy and your parents thought you were an idiot, you know, and on and on. Then it was rad in the 80s and dope and, you know, dude and like, you know, all these kinds of things. And But they become part of the natural lexicon. So at some point, as let's say those generations get older, that grew up on rad and dude and groovy and all of that, the question is, will that jump just from internet uh, reach in circles from the generation that primarily is driving that, which is Gen Z and now Gen Alpha, or uh, basically is it going to jump into the normal lexicon? So at some point in 10 years, we're going to be talking about somebody's cornucopia and we no longer mean the thing you put out at Thanksgiving. We're now talking about homophobia that fundamentally changes and transforms what that word is originally designed to get around some kind of filter or sensor. Now it's basically changing the concept of what that actual object is. Same with leg booty. I would never have thought of that, you know, but somebody clearly did. And by virtue of that, it's getting past the sensors. So I think it's interesting. I think it's food for thought, but there you go. If you see essentially, um, if you see watermelons out there, you're essentially looking at something that is solidarity with Palestine and now you know, because Lord knows I didn't. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook. And oh, and for the record, I don't know if there's one for Israel. I probably should have looked that up, but uh, you know, I'll see what I'll see what I have, and I'll put it in the comments if I do find one. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.